we're doing a little bit of rebranding here at the Juggalo Judgment offices. So for this episode and this episode only, Mike would like to be referred to as Cliff Ford, and I would like to be known as Burton Socks. So if you could just do that for us until two weeks from now, that would be great. Uh, with all that out of the way, uh, listener discretion is advised. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, Juggalos, Juggalos, and those who don't identify as such. This is Juggalo Judgment, where two friends take time out of their busy schedules to sit down, listen to, and analyze music of the Juggalo variety. You're joined by your hosts, Mike and... Schmave. Ooh, that sounded so pretty. Did it? So smexy. Uh, so fresh. I got a little growl out of it because, like, my throat got weird for a second, and I didn't mean it's to. It's okay. It's just supposed to be a whisper. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I'm sure that our lovely listeners loved it. Wonderful. Again, this is Juggalo. <laughs> this is Juggalo Judgment. Uh, for our returning listeners, thank you for continuing on this journey. It's nice to see you and again. For, and for brand new listeners, thank you for hopping on the train. It's nice to see you not again, but for the first time. Coming hot off the heels of, at this point, my favorite episode that we've ever fucking done. <laughs> I still have not edited it from the point it's that we are recording. <laughs> it's it is okay because we had a three episode buffer so it is just fine. You know, I still have you another one to it. do before that one. It's exactly. So it's 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 a, it's all good. This is this is what we do. We have it prepared so that we had a very long you know stretch in case for some reason we couldn't record and we just continued from that point on. However, unfortunately, we don't have any EPs to record for a while, um, or back-to-back EPs rather. Yeah, in, in so the event that, that was the issue. in the event that Mike died, I could yeah. still pretend that the show was could, going for yeah, six more for a weeks. month and a half. <laughs> yeah, for a month and a half, you could postpone the announcement of my death. Um, in the event that so, I died, well, <laughs> it's just fucked because I can't edit. <laughs> I have I hold all the I audio to, in my hands. I have, I have to I have to end up getting the audio somehow and then I have to get somebody else to imitate your voice and mannerisms to just continue the the illusion <laughs> that this uh, that this ship has just continued sailing. Um so I have a couple a uh, couple quick things that I want to mention oh boy. Uh, before we jump into the episode. Um one uh to 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 quote unquote humble brag uh oh! I got myself a shiny new Hatchet Man charm. Oh shit! I'm so fucking happy for this. The uh, Psychopathic Ball randomly put up brand new charms uh, at time of recording. This was a week ago, and I wasn't. I was looking at them. And I'm like, oh man, I really want one. If I hurry up and make, I'm trying to to sell a couple things right now. I'm like, if I make a couple sales this weekend, I'll totally buy one. And at one point there was like 18 charms. And then just over an hour later, there were three. I said, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I was like, I need to just like, just, just fucking take the shot now and did it. So I got that. I also got, um, the Chronicles of the Dark Carnival DVD. Uh, oh, yeah. This was a DVD that was given away at the gathering a couple years back. That was meant to be like a, a small show that ICP did. I think they did three pilot episodes that were recorded and apparently they were found out to not be that great, so they didn't actually release them. Damn. But they put but they put these on a DVD. Uh, the track the the episodes are all based on the title of an ICP song, but the subject matter isn't exactly about the songs itself. 
Um, if that's something that you would like to hear us talk about in the future, please let us know. I haven't watched it yet. Um, I mean, it's it like a be... it's like a horror anthology kind of thing, right? That's what it seems like from what I understand. Well, that's I've up never my watched alley. Them, so um, we can definitely that's something that we can definitely check out. Again, we do intend to, to go over um, Big Money Wrestlers for sure, um, as well as the two music video uh, sets that the, uh, the psychopathic put out, possibly. Um, the, what was it called? The, that, there was that gathering, uh, DVD that they also came out with. It was like a short documentary, not short, but a documentary about the gathering that ICP put out, which had a lot of like interviews with some of the, the bigger known artists like, uh, Ice, uh, Ice T was one of them. Nice. So that's something that we might talk about in the future, but that's, that's a while away. I don't think there's any other like visual projects that we really wanted to discuss until then. But I also got again, the, uh, they did another one of the 10 pack mystery CD bundles for like 20 or 25 bucks. <laughs> and sure as shit, I had all of the CDs again. They didn't toss in anything like a hollow wicked single or anything like that. This was all CDs that, uh, they put out, you know, regularly on their site and whatnot. And, regularly available so out of the 10 cds they sent me this time three of them were duplicates from the last one that i got which was psychopaths from outer space 2 um hell's pit and the tempest the funny thing is though is the hell's pit that i got has a different upc than the original one they sent me which tells me that it likely might be the one that's the other dvd but I won't know until I open them, and I'm trying not to open them because I just want to get rid of them. But thinking of this, this is two 10 packs of CDs, so 20 CDs that I have been sent by Psychopathic, three of which were duplicates. So original CDs-wise, they sent me how many original CDs, <laughs> Shmeev? Please do your basic math. What is 20 minus 3? Hmm. Hang on a second. I have a... Um... Jeez, uh, I got a calculator here. Let me YouTube. Just a sec, just a sec. Whoever said that uh, you won't have a calculator. You said 20? 20, two zero. Minus three. Three. The number after two before four. Indeed. Under six on a numpad configuration. That that is true, yes. Okay, above the decimal point. Mm Mm-hmm. Three. I guess it depends on. Seventeen! Seventeen! I just literally thought about that today. I was like, oh, that's that's funny. I'll have to acknowledge that. So that's about it. Well, for hold me. up a second. That's it for you. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask if you had anything, my friend. I do. Oh, okay. So uh, I, I told you about you already know about this, but uh, maybe, maybe you just okay. didn't think it was newsworthy. I don't know. But okay. um, Mike. Yes. We've been doing this show for a year and a half or so. A little over that, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think February was our first episode. So that's uh let's see, a year and a half would be it's gonna be <laughs> eighteen months, right? <laughs> yes. That's two times nine months, correct? Yes. Well in that time, during one of those nine month stretches that existed within that we became mm. fathers. 
Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> sort of. Um, yeah. So um, we we got we got a we got a tag on on that Twitter from from some peeps who dropped a new podcast, the Amazing Jekyll Buddies. Um, <laughs> I love the name. It's gr- it's it's great. And it's it's two longtime juggalos dragging their friend completely blind into oh. the ICP stuff. Oh, that's sick. I haven't actually gone to check them out yet. I do apologize. Um you you've you've listened to to some of their stuff? I have. It's that a lot of fun. They're awesome. Uh, they they're, they're getting into a role as they go on. It's 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 getting, it's getting good times. Um I'm I'm looking forward to to diving into more of that, but like it's it's been a blast cuz it's it's just really fun listening just like, you know, I came into this having heard some ICP some music. Stuff, like I, yeah. I know what they're about in general. This right. person just comes in no fucking clue. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's really really cool. But yeah, um, I've also been chatting with them here and there. They're really cool. So, uh, yeah, nice. uh, go go give them a listen. They they credited us in the Dim Carnival with their yep. existence. And yeah, <laughs> that's cool. That's really I didn't. Yeah, I like, never would have thought. <laughs> it's it's funny because I mean we've like we've always talked about like Roach Coach. We want to do something similar to them, um, and they even acknowledged it on uh, a recent episode. Hey, because I sent them. I don't know if I mentioned this on on our last episode or not. Oh yeah. Um. I actually managed to find an extra copy of the Motown Rage album With Us or Against Us, which was their one album they put out on Hatchet House, Psychopathic Subsidiary label. And I managed, uh, and when I say managed to find one, I'm talking, I got it for a really fucking good price mm-hmm. when most of most copies of this that I've seen are now over a hundred bucks. I already had a copy myself, but I didn't want to send my personal one because I'm a shitty collector like that but i had managed to find another one and i sent it along to roach coach because it is kind of like it's heavy rock slash new metal and i was like this is something that they could totally like touch on so i had actually mentioned that to them that like yes uh because of this show we me, me and fellow roach rider shmeev decided to do our own show in this kind of style and we proudly refer to you as our podcast papa so it's very, very, uh, it's kind of humbling to be completely honest Yeah. for someone else to say that because of what we do, they wanted to do something similar. And it's like, I haven't checked it out yet because I've just had a lot of stuff going on, but I do fully intend to. And um, you haven't checked it out cause you're they, a deadbeat dad. <laughs> that is, that is true. That is true. <laughs> but we, um, it, it, like I said, it is kind of humbling and uh, the fact that like us and and Dim Carnival are, are something that inspires somebody else to do something that's really cool. It really, really is. Yeah. So thank you very much for for tagging us in that and letting us know. Um, that makes me feel like we actually accomplished something doing this. And it's not just for fun. <laughs> and strictly, I do this because it's fun. Hey, we've accomplished and plenty of I stuff. We've sent I... a book across <laughs> the pond. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Um, but yes, so thank you very much for um, for, for letting us know that uh, we've inspired you to do something. It's super fucking cool. Bless. And best of luck to you continuing on your journey. Uh, we really hope that uh, you amass a, a large following. 
and continue to enjoy uh, doing what you do. So thank you very much. Hell yeah. So. That's all I had. Is that all we got? I think that's our opener. Well. Mike. Now. I, uh, we got, we got an album this, this, this week, right? Yeah, we tend to, we tend to do that every episode. We have an episode, uh, an album to talk about. So, um. This one's no different. Yeah, well, it's different. It's pretty it, different. It kind of is. We have a, we have a brand new artist again on the label? Allegedly. I mean, he sounds familiar. He does. He sounds very angry. Yeah, he sounds like that guy who had one EP and then guest features for the rest of his entire career. He had an album, too. Oh, yeah, he had an album? <laughs> yes! <laughs> Hang this on. This is one. I don't believe you. <laughs> Are you serious? Hang on, I'm looking at it. I'm looking it up. Are you? Are we really doing this right oh, now? Oh shit! Okay, those were different. Never mind. That was my bad. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, I I just thought one less G was the ZP. No, it was a full length. I forgot. No, one less G was a full length. I don't remember what the hell was on that. I'm gonna look it up again. <laughs> Everything. Oh my god! There Maybe was ain't no place. That was pretty good. There was the Blazy Dead Homie EP. Forgot straight out of Detroit. Yeah. And then there was the One Less G in the Hood LP, which came out a year later. You know, I think what confused me is that, like, there are features every other track on this one. That is, yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. The precursor to a drive-by album. <laughs> so, anyways, we're Who talking, are we talking about... about this time, though, because this one's, it ain't him. So, we're talking about Colton Grundy. So, what's this his guy deal? That we heard We heard referenced prior... Uh, we heard about this guy on uh, the Green Book album. Yeah. On on this twisted track called Frankenstein. Yeah. He was also, we also psychopathic too. Yes. Uh, yeah. Ten bodies. And oh, and bitch, shut up. And also on Dirty History by ABK. Yeah. The, yeah. It was primarily the track. Uh, it doesn't matter. So, this is the interesting thing about one Colton Grundy, a.k.a. Blaze Your Dead Homie. What? Blaze Your Dead Homie. Huh. You know. I've heard that Colton guy. Grundy refer to himself as your dead homie here and there, but I never made the connection. Y you know what? It's really weird. You'd really have to, like, read between the lines. Yeah. So, the thing with, with Colton Grundy is this was... Just after a period where Blaze Dead Homie had allegedly retired. Seemingly out of nowhere. But we have guest features from him on other people's stuff, as well as the two <laughs> tracks from Psychopaths from Our Space 2. The two solo tracks, rather. And, <coughs> excuse me. There. <laughs> it's just kind of dropped. Now, its first an actual announcement was on. Twisted's The Purple Show, Jamie Madrox in one of the episodes just happened to mention the Colton Grundy album. And apparently Blaze was kind of pissed that it was announced there. So he kind of just ran with it and said, yeah, 
my new album, Colton Grundy, and all this shit. <laughs> but I guess Blaze did not want it announced yet. Damn. I can't find anything concrete on it. Supposedly from some people, Colton Grundy was going to be the name that Blaze went with when Twisted started Magic Records. Oh, okay. He wouldn't have been Blaze Did Homie anymore. He would have switched over to Colton Grundy, which would have been his, I think, third name in rap. So Blaze primarily goes with this Colton Grundy character, which is just Blaze with a different name. Right. Let, let's let's be real. That's who he is on this album, and I'm pretty sure this is the really only time he references himself as Colton Grundy from this point on. Hmm. There might be a couple throwaway times in much later albums, but I don't really hear it from, from after this. But we have a dramatic shift in the style overall on this album compared to what we heard from his first EP and from One Less G in the Hood. His sound is different, for sure. I will not this... say that his subject matter has changed at all. <laughs> yeah. It's... It's interesting because we have more consistent production on this one, but it's by the same people that are very prominent throughout this era anyways. That was the weird thing, uh, because... I wasn't expecting the production to just be from the standard psychopathic fair. Like, mm -hmm. I would not have given, I mean, we'll get into it, but I mean, like, overall, mm -hmm. throughout this whole thing, I would not have given this to Mike P or Fritz, and I don't think I would even hand it to Esham. I don't know who I would, <laughs> don't know so whose I'll... hands I would put this in. <laughs> I'll spoil this now. There is no Mike P on this. That's expected. Okay. And here's the thing. Where on the first album we had some, like, quote-unquote gangster rap instrumentals, there was also a fairly prominent rock vibe yeah. on a lot of it. No, and, I mean, some of the tracks had, like, a very big actual drum set feel to it. Yeah. Um, there's, I can't remember, like, a song specifically that has it, but there's one that's it's very prominent on the album. But we still have the heavy guitars on a lot of stuff like uh, Juggalo Anthem is one of them. Right. Uh, I believe Grave Ain't No Place has, has a bit of guitar on it as well, but that's stuff where you can tell it's laced by Mike P or it might have even been Fritz at, at some of it. This album is mostly done by Fritz. Yeah. There are a handful of uh, some random ones with a number of the tracks being produced by Lavelle. And I also see, I think, a couple with ROC mm -hmm. and somebody named Butch. I don't know who that is. <laughs> Unless Butch is Violent J's other personality <laughs> from Multiple Myselves. Oh, no. Um, but I, I don't really know who that is. Uh, mixing is done by one Dr. Punch on a lot of these. I don't know who that is Dr. either. Dr. Punch. Yeah. So, I don't know. The, this is the mostly... only uh, anomaly that I really saw while I was doing my listens and stuff was, I guess, one track, and this is according to Genius, who is frequently wrong, uh, mm -hmm. but one track was, like it said, production, Blaze You Dead Homie and Fritz the Cat, which, who knows? Yes. Uh, that is... 
I see Further From Truth has Fritz, Lavelle, and Blaze on it. Okay. So, Blaze probably backed up into the uh, buttons, accidentally bumped something, and they were like, hey, that sounds cool. We'll give you a credit on there. So yeah, That's... this is fairly standard fare for a Blaze album, or what you would expect from one at the time, but it is a drastic shift from the sound that we had on One Last G. Personally, I think it's for the better. This well... is a record that for a long time I kind of overlooked until... And I told you this. Mm -hmm. There's 15 songs on this album. Prior to me adding, like, re-adding the album onto it, I already had 12 of them on here. <laughs> this is a fucking consistent-ass album to me. Well, um, But we'll, we'll go into it. Yeah, having... Uh, I, I overlooked this album until, like, last week, so... <laughs> I don't think that you really expected to, you were expected to to look into it any sooner so <laughs> it's okay. But now I think it's about time. We've had a lot of preamble. Mm -hmm. It's time to dive in. But first I'm going to reach behind me ah. to my bedside table. Mm. Cuz it's time to crack open a motherfucking fago. It is. What you got? Well, what do you got? I got Twist. Oh, look at you. You had it with you. I had it with me because it's been in the fridge. Amazing. So. Well, I'm still I'm still snagging my uh, my cases from the shop and save. And they've got hey. a they've got a small variety. It's not a whole lot, but uh they do happen to have some Fago orange. Nice. I'm a crack. I will mother. say, I was salty. I was at the mall yesterday and I went to Rural King, which tended to have all the various 12 packs, including Rock and Riot times. Yeah. None at all. No Fago whatsoever. Damn. Damn it, Rural King. You worse Walmart. <laughs> Let's crack these bitches open. Let's go. That is some delicious orange soda. That is refreshing. All right. Let's jump into it, man. Let's go. Track number one. Bump this. Everybody got a song that they want you to hear. Spend a little promotion just to get in your ear. But why listen? You already know what you like. You don't be falling for the flavor of the mainstream hot. What you promo tape and even niggas shrink rap homeboy I'm straight I'm on my own a juicy motherfucker myself and I don't settle for the first record to fall off the shelf so don't tell me what to listen to or tell me what to lie don't tell me that it's banging off the hook and the tight your opinion matters to you come again your opinion matters to you okay bump this shit right here when you're at your wits end and you still don't give a fuck cause you love it bump this shit right here when you got fired on your job on the day you're I cannot actually believe this, that we are jumping into a psychopathic album, and it's just a track. It's 
so great. <laughs> it's so refreshing. There's like five seconds of kind of a thing, but like, no, it's just boom. It's we're yeah. on a track. <laughs> yeah, no long winded intro. Just get into the fucking album. Like that is exactly what I want. Yeah, it's one I I can expect it from like a Joker card album where we have to have the thing that's kind of explaining what the character is. Blaze doesn't need that. We already heard his his deal on One Last G. We know that he was a dead gangster. We know he's back to life. Great. We got that. This yeah. album, you don't need that extra preamble. Just fucking jump right in. I mean, we need it's, to know what this well Colton Grundy is all about, but he saves it for a while. He just keeps he that in his pocket. And he's like, I'll get to it. Shut the fuck up. Exactly. I. This is a really good track. <laughs> it's It's really good. It's honestly one of the better intro tracks that we've had even in like recent memory Mm -hmm. one of my favorite lines and we were looking at each other when it happened it's it's so good your opinion matters to you come again your opinion matters to you okay that is sound advice and a (laughs) lot of people really need to think about that (laughs) which is why the people who have sent us comments of you don't know what you're talking about dead body man is a classic (laughs) oh my god i want you to just think about it's been like a decade (laughs) blaze's line and just recognize that your opinion matters to you just like our opinion matters to us that's just fine it is a really good line. The <laughs> attitude that he says that with is fucking incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you. It, it is. It is an. I don't give a fuck. That's you, it. You said. You've said before that he doesn't yell as much on this, but it does not diminish like just his his rage. Like you feel. When it. I say yeah, a, a huge change in this is there is not as much of the gravelly yelling right. that Blaze did on the entirety. Of one less G. Like, I, I I can't convey it here because my throat has been fucked up for the last few weeks. Yeah, mine's getting there too. But that, that gravelly yell of sheer anger and rage, <laughs> we don't have that as much here. There are still times where he's, like, yelling and he's having his voice be projected, but he doesn't have the added gruff to, I'm guessing, save his fucking voice, which he really needs to. Yeah. If he wants to continue rapping as a career. At at this point, like, he's been touring for a while and stuff, and he's probably just worked out ways to get his voice to do what he needs it to do without having to force it like he may have done for this, for the recording. Well, yeah, I I know, like, you gotta think about people who, if that's what you're hearing on a record and you expect to hear it on tours... That's you can't do that. Nah. That was a big thing for for um, the lead singer of Disturbed, mm-hmm. like where there was a, a real shift in their musical in his musical style by the second album because he couldn't keep playing the stuff from the sickness night after <laughs> night after night. There was there was a long joke uh, from Eminem about Fred Durst when they toured on the one I think is I think it was like the first Anger Management tour or whatever. Where D12 and Limp Bizkit toured together and Fred's voice was blown out every other night. Yeah. Because he just couldn't fucking do it. Nope. Like, you gotta you gotta hold into that. We're Shmeev and I are in a band right now, and there's songs that I wanna do, and I'm like, I won't be able to do this song <laughs> if I consistently have my voice hitting these 
higher notes or whatever because it fucking hurts <laughs> and the other thing whenever you have people on tour and you expect their voice to sound exactly like it does on an album what you're asking them to do is forego pizza for an entire tour how could oh. you do that to somebody oh, that's, how could you do I that think, I didn't even think about that it's rude that's not man fun. that's not fun what are they gonna do what's waiting for them back on the tour bus if not a fucking pizza it's rude yeah. Anyway, uh, Blaze this, is back. He's he's fresh. He doesn't give a shit if you don't want him. He's like, well, fuck you. I don't want your shit, and if you don't want my shit, get the fuck out. That's Blaze. One, yeah. <laughs> and one more thing I want to say is this is not a long song. No. You get two verses, two choruses, you're good. But it also sets a good precedent for pretty much the rest of this album. Mm-hmm. Most of these songs are fairly short. These tracks move. A lot of them are under three and a half minutes long. Yep. Um, actually, give me one second. Uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to block out the video for a second. No! We're doing. No, actually, it's not. I'm just going to check. Does it show me what the links are? Okay. So I can look the at lungs... them. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. The majority of these songs are under... Three and a half minutes long, with the exception of one, two, three, uh, four, five songs. So two thirds of this album is really quick to listen to. Yeah, which is awesome. It's awesome. Some of the songs I almost wish were a bit longer because I enjoyed them so much, but they don't overstay their welcome. And the songs that are longer, most of them are just fine at the length that they are. So. That's just something that I want to get out of the way now, because we'll just keep talking about it if we don't acknowledge it. But yeah, this is a good start to the album. Hell yeah. Well, up next, track number two, The Touch of Death. The Touch of Death is coming, there's nowhere to escape. Your life is slowly fading. You cannot be saved There was once a man who couldn't die In fact, to this day, that man is still alive He lives in the cosmos on the edge of time Little kids and murder with a nursery rhyme He's the dead But he walks among society Carrying a sickle and a shotgun With a touch of death and death's hands As a young, dying, unstoppable dead man You'll know The touch of death is coming You'll know There's nowhere to escape You'll know He's been around for a minute. He has. The, apparently, this is also the first time where he mentions Colton Grundy. He does it at the beginning of the third verse, I believe. Mm-hmm. And just... His story is still Blaze. <laughs> he really is. Yeah, sorta. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that on a later song. Yeah, we will. One that I had to bring up genius to try and fucking understand. <laughs> and it never it didn't work even then. Uh, no. <laughs> but no, he's uh, uh, apparently he walks around with a sickle and a shotgun. Which okay. So he still has to have his shotgun. All the time. We don't know if it's sawed off, but it is a shotgun. Now, here's the thing, like... Very the, true to Blaze's character. The sickle thing. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sickles and scythes and stuff, they're, you know, they've become sort of like a thing, mostly in like your ridiculous anime shit, because it's like, it looks cool, whatever. But they're they're not like weapons. They're not practical as weapons because they're farming tools. <laughs> They, they, the, they're symbol symbolic in their usage usually with like the reaper because you know he reaps things. That's that's what farmers do. Now, now the scythe is the it's like the long pole with yeah. a hook on the end. But a sickle, it's the is more of like one. a one handed with like a much wider, yeah, big curved blade. Yeah, yeah. It's the, the sickle you need to kind of bend down for. The scythe was to remain standing. Okay. <laughs> Anytime I think of a sickle, I'm assuming I, I automatically will just go to like horror movie. Well, like that's what that would be. Like whoever's like the serial killer or whatever would be using a sickle. The, if it was the, like the murder a, farmer, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like like backwoods type shit. So that is like kind of scary. It's weird that the Colton Grundy character would have that. Yeah, but, I mean, like, it it, it, it yeah. literally just seems like, I mean, because, you know, he's just doing kind of a horror thing. He's just kind of pulling from, he's he's here to murder people, and if there's one person who's around to murder people, it's the Grim fucking Reaper. And, you know, he carries either a sickle or scythe, it depends on who you talk to. <laughs> but does the Grim Reaper carry a shotgun? He could. I guess he could. We don't is know. the Grim Reaper actually killing the person, or are they just... Uh, they reap the soul, just... is the thing. Ah, so, hmm. I'm not sure. It, it, depending, they also might have a touch of death. They could just poke somebody and they're dead. <laughs> in in the classic show, <laughs> Dead Like Me, um, the Reapers actually weren't there to kill people. Uh, mm-hmm. All they, they were just there to, like, they just had to contact them to quote-unquote pop the soul. Um, before somebody died, so when they died, their soul wouldn't be trapped in their body. <laughs> like, that oh. was their job. They had sticky notes that they would be handed out, because they were just <laughs> normal people who died, and became, they were just, they just became reapers. And they oh. were just, they, they worked, like, out of an office, basically, they were just handed sticky notes with a person's name and when they were supposed to die, and they would have to go find them and make sure that they just touched them before they died because at one point they decided to quit because they were tired of doing what they did and one guy is just stuck in his body in the morgue <laughs> like freaking out that sounds amazing and also people uh like whatever the person uh whatever their appearance is whenever their soul is popped is what they're going to carry into the afterlife so allowing them to get like mangled before that isn't a good thing either <laughs> Dead Like Me is a really never, cool show. I've never heard of that. I need to check that out. The main character like, is killed by like fun. a toilet that falls off of, like from a space station or something. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fun. I would I would need to check that out. Recommend. Go watch Dead Like Me. I, I will check that out. I think that's all I have for Touch of Death. Uh, oh, he he notes that he has a a he has black blood that goes through his black heart. Hmm. I was like, hmm. uh, interesting. Hmm. I want to just throw out that this already sounds different than anything else on One Less G. Yeah. Production-wise, this one was produced by ROC, so he only did uh, the last track and this one. He also has some production on a much later track on Roll It Up. But 
this is setting a good tone for what horrorcore blaze would be. It's kind of a spooky instrumental. A little bit, yeah. And what Blaze is saying to it works very well, and he rides the beat awesome mm-hmm. on here. I already can tell that this is going to sound different than his last album based on these two tracks alone because they're they're vastly different from each other. Mm-hmm. But again, this one sets a much different precedent for what we had on One Last G, where One Last G was strictly, I am dead gangster, here are gangster beats, I also <laughs> like guitar and raw. That's what that album was. Yeah. This one is more diverse, already two tracks in. Yeah. So, and let's, I got uh, nothing else. Let's see how that carries through to the rest of the album. Track three, Shotgun. Everybody get your shotgun, shotgun, double barrel, slow dogs, they slap on me, this shit is about to pop up, B.I.P.A.T. from way back in the day, with that I don't give a fuck about your sad type mentality, I shoot you in the day, like my heat and stay on toes, and Grundy build a casket for you, soon as you a ghost, I got an itchy trigger finger, and I'm scratching like a DJ, 15 cells in my pocket, who wanna see me, khaki stay on four, Madrocks on that hook. Now, Uh-oh. sorry, one thing that I wanted to mention before we really got into it, but I'm going to just say it now. This entire album on just the tracks that it's that's Blaze, there is co-written from Madrox. Huh. So, these all these songs written by Madrox and Blaze. Interesting. Madrox and Blaze. <laughs> Not Blaze and Madrox. Madrox and Blaze. What are you trying so, to say? Blaze added a line for all of Jamie's seven. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's probably not true. But the fact is, is at least on this album compared to One Less G, which said it was written by the power of the pen. Of course. We know for sure that Madrox did write a lot of the content on here on yeah. Blaze's verses. Well, let let me go back to what I what I started with. Jamie Madrox on that hook. <laughs> it sounds it sounds like him in the second one, in 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 all consecutive and all the ones after the first one. Because the first one's Blaze. Yeah, but then like the rest of them but, though. Yeah, the yeah. rest of them are, Bla- are Madrox. Yeah, well, you gave me a look. Yeah, you had like this look on your face, like because like the I way was that you wrong were saying it was. Yeah, the way you were saying it was just kind of weird. This is Mad Rock's on that hook, though. It is. It's He's Mad really Rock's on the hook. Good. It's what really I'm saying. Good. It is. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> That's that was like my main thing on here is is this is a classic Blaze song. Yep. You got stand up verses by ABK and Esham. Mm-hmm. And an aggressive hook by Mad Rock's. Yeah, there is. Uh, there's something in in Blaze's verse in this. And 
I'm going to talk about it later. I'm just going to okay. note right here that there's a theme that comes up in this that comes up in several songs that I want to talk about, but I'm going to wait until a specific one where I was just like... <laughs> After it's happened five Ooh. times. <laughs> <laughs> it's not shotguns, by the way. Uh, that's fine. Oh, whatever. Okay. Um, yeah, th this is a hype track. I mean, he's, he's fucking just doing it. And that's... Mm -hmm. The production on this, again, is really fucking good. It's got that that style of... I, I feel like this is a style of the time. Like, I could hear this. I didn't... Again, this is 05 or 04. I, I, I was 14. I don't remember shit from then. Uh, <laughs> least of all what was in hip-hop at the time. I don't fucking know. Goddamn thing. Um, but yeah, the fucking everything like just the whole style like this and bump this sh are both very similar in that style like they're they're both mm -hmm. pulling from that same kind of uh influence and stuff where it's like synth tuba and i love that <laughs> it's cool it's a cool sound this one was produced by lavelle nice. um so i'm not sure if that's just a typical style that he was doing we'll hear more of his stuff later on he doesn't ever have an official album put out on Psychopathic, but hmm. he does do production on other projects, so we'll have to keep an ear out and see if that's just typical for him. Yeah. But there's uh, there's a line that is at the end of Esham's verse that I love. It's uh, it's the blasphemy line. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't have it up right now, and of course I can't really look. Unprofessional. But but he he basically uses the word blasphemy in two meanings. The actual word blasphemy and the term blast for me. Yeah. It's just really well done how he does it. And he does it in kind of like a, a laid back way. Oh, because my shotgun said blasphemy. <laughs> He's one of the few people that can get away with it just because of how it's set. But it's very, very cool. There is a... There is an outro thing. There is an outro. I have it at... Is it 328? Alright. Let me skip on. And we'll go into the next song from there. Did that with a couple ones on this on this record. Four bullets left in my pocket, I'm a madman. Three more people wanna test me. Three bullets left in my pocket, I'm a madman. Two more people wanna test me. Two bullets left in my pocket, I'm a madman. One more person wanna test me. One bullet left in my pocket, I'm a madman. Don't nobody wanna test me. Damn! Fuck! I ran out of motherfucking ammo. Unless you count that motherfucking box of cells I got in the glove compartment. And what the fuck are you looking at? Which one of y'all wanna get axed out and chalk? Better watch how you talk when you talk the talk. Better watch how you drip and represent your shit. You ain't seeing none of my click. That's for life, bitch. And 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 that's for life, bitch. Better watch how you drip and represent your shit. You ain't seeing none of my click. That's for life, bitch. I'm not with a shotgun, enough cells to blow holes and everything. Bloody up the walls and windows and the curtains, I'm for certain. 
sucker right here Go die like a bitch motherfucker right here Get that ass chalked up, I'ma train shoot Pull out the 12 gauge pencil and a range shoot It takes two to tango, so I pull four And in the club box, shotgun shells galore I came for more, and leave it with a piece of your head So I can look at it when thinking about the shit that you said Which one of y'all wanna get that style and chalk? Better watch how you talk when you talk the talk Better watch how you drip and represent your Alright, etched out um, so that outro first I do want to talk about I like that outro um, although if I was going to do that I would cut it at just the last gunshot and leave it there because that was really cool <laughs> in my opinion that's where I would cut that <laughs> you know what I, I don't I don't uh, I don't disagree necessarily but I do kind of like because obviously him. you count the bullets that you have in your glove box fucking idiot <laughs> But but it's just Jesus funny, like, Christ, Blaze. of him just happen to yell about it, like, he's just mad, and then he just happens to notice that there's a person looking at him after he has killed four people, <laughs> and now he's mad at them. Yeah. Blaze, constant state of varying levels of anger. I mean, what do you want from him? <laughs> Life is frustrating. This is... Already, I'll just say this is one of my favorite ones on this album. Yeah, this has a, in my opinion, a good marriage of the quote-unquote gangster lyrics, but over a kind of horrorcore type beat. I can see it. It's 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 kind of spooky. There's that like kind of synth in the background. You kind of hear it in the chorus. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I just really like the. There's that part in the background that almost sounds like. I don't even know what it would be like almost like an organ, but they're just like quick hits. Mm -hmm. It just sounds really fucking cool. And it sounds a lot bigger than it really needs. Like than it really not needs to be, but really is. But it just adds another level that makes this track stand out for me. I fucking love it. It's not bad. It's like there. I've listened to this album. Uh, I listened to it like three times or something like that. Mm -hmm. Total. And I've also <clears throat> thrown it on here and there while I was driving. Oh, okay. And so the thing is, is, like, a lot of these tracks, whenever I was doing my listens, especially when I'm driving and stuff, just kind of start to just kind of blend into the background. Like, it's all really good. And they have really, mm -hmm. like, the beats are tight. And his flows are good as shit. Mm -hmm. But... There isn't much to like catch my ears that I'm like, <laughs> like, you know, I'm not I'm not sitting here listening to like Blaze because I think he has something amazing to say. <laughs> um, but he does have good lines here and there, like in, in general, like the this track, I, I just. I don't have a lot to say about most of these because it's just kind of like Blaze, he kills people. Wow. But <laughs> I do have some highlights like whenever he refers to his shotgun as a 12 gauge pencil and he will erase you <laughs> which i was a fan of <laughs> it's especially with the way that it's uh that it's said oh yeah it's kind of cool they got they got style in that see i kind of get what you say but at the same time i i have to disagree and the only reason that i disagree is because I would apply that to his last album. Well, um, yeah. All the tracks are kind of blending together, but I think on this one, they took a bit more time 
to make these sound different, not just mm. production-wise, but I think that the subject matter does change up a bit more. Yeah, I mean, like they compared all compared to the last one. They're all very like distinct in styles and stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. <clears throat> in general, like they all keep like a similar tempo is one thing about it. Um, and then also, I don't have much in them to kind of like that that catches my brain and says like mm -hmm. this is that song because like the the midpoint like uh, several of these tracks like i did not remember like while i was sitting there and like going through them it's not that i didn't remember them like i hear the hook and i'm like oh this is the one with the that's for life bitch one cool whatever but if i look if i'm sitting there like looking through the titles i'm like how are there this many tracks on this honestly really? <laughs> like some of them are just like where did this come from <laughs> i think that that also occurs in this in the sense because the tracks, for the most part, are fairly short. They are, yeah. This this is a, a very short one. I think it's just under three minutes. Oh, okay. this one is 232. <laughs> it is yeah. not a long track at all. So We are in a yeah. stretch of tracks that are about two minutes and 30 this, seconds here. This this is one of the ones before that I was like, man, I could have had this song be longer, to be honest, because I like it so much. <laughs> but, like, I get, I get what you say. I guess I just don't fully agree with you. Yeah. And that's okay. I mean, Your I'm, opinion I'm not matters to you. It does. I'm not, I'm not saying that these are like bad tracks. I'm just saying like whenever I got to them, I was like, what is this one? And then it takes me until I get to like the hook or something. I'm like, ah, oh, this one. Okay, cool. I, I can say though, I can say when I said earlier that I was like, oh, 12 of these songs were already on my, um, on my phone before I added the whole album. I didn't pay attention to which ones weren't. <laughs> And then whenever I was doing the listens, I was like, oh, this one wasn't. Yeah. Oh, this one wasn't. Oh, this one wasn't. And I knew why. <laughs> like, and there actually might be like one less whenever I get to the end of this. After I like really paid attention, it was like, why do I have this song on here? <laughs> so, but yeah, th that's that's it. We, we yeah. I get I get your stance, but I just don't agree with it. <laughs> Well, we'll continue on with Respectful track five. Disagree. If I fall. Ever since back when I was alive, I was thought to myself what it would be like to die today. I'm more dead than a doornail. Whether I succeed or fail, only time will tell it. If I ever fall short of the goal, I fall back on a nickel plate of gold and take everything you own. I'm a pure bread hustler, gangbang affiliated. I pack a heat of bitch, this ain't entertainment. If I fall, only time will tell. And if I fall, I like Since we're like, we don't get to hear him all that much at all. I just figured I'd let Lavelle play there for a second as his his verse. Uh, yes, Lavelle as The Shadow, which he rapped ads for a few years at this point. Hmm. It was just the alias he was going by at the time. He got a good voice. He 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 do he do. Is that also him? Like on the uh, on that first hook with uh, with yes. Blaze? Okay, I, I didn't know if that was him or if Esham came in for that. 
Because he's the only one saying the N-word there. Well, Esham is also around in the studio. I didn't know if he put if he popped in for the hook. That is true. I don't know if he said it on his verse on uh, on Shotgun. I didn't pay attention to that. But there's no N-bombs from anybody else who is not black on this record. So, good job, Psychopathic. You're doing okay. Yeah, I, I like that hook a lot. Like, that that's just a thing in this in this album. I do like a lot of these hooks. Like, they have very mm-hmm. good hooks. Um and this is where I started to note like how fast these tracks just move, not even just in terms of how long they are, but in terms of just people's verses in, out, hook, boom. Like, right. they're just blasting through them. Right, right. Uh, you have to bear with me a moment. Uh, Sorry. Jamie Madrox notes that he is round like the earth. <laughs> I mean, he was a portly man at the time, so it totally makes sense. Right, but I mean, like, <laughs> the earth is flat, my dude. Well, uh, mm, mm. <laughs> You and uh, AJ Styles need to go ahead and and go go back to school. <laughs> you silly, silly man. I disagree with you wholeheartedly. <laughs> uh, this song, th- this it's short and sweet versus we get two by Blaze, one by Lavelle, and one by Madrox. I personally think that the latter half of the album is the standout, or not the latter half of the album, but the latter half of uh, the track of the track is the standout part. But mostly because I love, I really like Blaze's second verse. He mentions about how um, how he was killed, and then he was he was killed one day. And then the next day, the person who killed him was killed because he came back and killed them. <laughs> Just the way he says it at the end, it's, it's a it's a cool it's a cool line. But Madrox, I think, has my favorite verse on this one. He's he does good verses. <laughs> I dude, he's he's a standout. I, at I this, think at like, this time. On this album, where, like, when he has guest verses on this album in particular, the mm-hmm. dude is fucking on point, like, all the time. It is amazing. He he wrote some good stuff for Blaze, but he kept the best for himself. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah, his, um, I, I kind of like his verse because his is kind of, it's kind of uplifting for himself. Um, because he says, just because I'm in front of him, don't mean I'm ahead of the game. When you clear away the shit, then we basically all the same. But there's like something, something along the lines of like, despite all of that, like we're hoping for better times. It's just kind of cool when this is a song about, you know, if, if I fail at what I'm doing, you know, we just see what happens. I don't know. I, I, I love I love this track. The it, it does not over this it's it's a line that I will say on a lot of songs on this. These tracks don't overstay their welcome. Yeah. This this one's really well done. Produced by Fritz. Fritz honestly he does some cool shit on this album. No mm-hmm. joke. Like after he did the stuff on Freak Show from from pretty much Green Book on. 
with 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 the exception of some of the stuff on on Mirror Mirror, from Green Book on, Fritz can do some crazy good shit. It's, it's impressive, like especially with this album, because again, I did not, I wouldn't have put any most of these tracks on Fritz or Mike P, and obviously Mike P, no, but I wouldn't have put most of these on Fritz either, and and he's yeah. all over it, <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's no, it's impressive. It's... It is. It's it's super cool. This is, like I said, at this point, I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying this album. It's I think it's really well done so far. It's just it's really fucking good. Yeah. So um, that's all we got for this research. Flat Earth. Globe heads. Fuck off. Uh, track six. Hey you. Hey. Hey bitch. <laughs> what the fuck? You can't hear some. Hey look, ho. You looking for a motherfucking thug? Hey you, that's right. What's up? Let's go somewhere so I can lace you up. I need a thug bitch about as raw as they come. Hold me down, hold my dick, cover my shit, it's on. Hey you, that's right. What's up? Let's go somewhere so I can lace you up. I need a thug bitch about as raw as they come. Hold me down, hold my dick, cover my shit, it's on. Hey love. Do them titties got a name? This is dead body game. Let me see you shaking something. I ain't impressed by hoes with attitudes. I'm impressed by the way them hoes mad at you. I ain't spending money. Real teeth, don't share funds. I ain't sensitive like Brian McKnight. I'm trying to fuck. Remy and Coke, take gold in and out of your throat. Until that bitch go to the joke. No joke. Hey, you. That's right. What's up? Let's go somewhere so I can lace you up. I need a thug bitch. About as raw as they come. Hold me down, hold my dick, cover my shit. Classic. Psychopathic loves. <laughs> this is a grooving track. I don't mind the beat. Oh, here we go. <laughs> but this is this album's first Hood Rats, but it's not as good. Eh. It's not. Blaze is a uh, a real sweet talker. Um he knows I mean, just yeah. what to say. Yeah, I wouldn't put a pass him. <laughs> I do like that hook. He's just listening to the first lines. They come on. Yeah, that that hook. Why wouldn't I like that hook they? a lot? We're we're still on them good hooks. Yep. God damn. It's like cicadas in the background. So, I I forgot about this. Um, mm-hmm. whenever I was doing my notes listen because I just wasn't paying attention. Mm-hmm. But, um, well, first, that, that Brian McKnight uh, shot, good times. <laughs> you know Brian McKnight. Back at one. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was just amusing. Uh, mm-hmm. But he reminded me that Hose with Attitude was a thing that existed. <laughs> Are you not familiar? I'm not. Um, explain. Uh, they they were kind of a uh, like a response to NWA. Like they had <laughs> they there was a song called "A Trick Is a Trick" that they did. Um, just, you know, just firing shots back. <laughs> oh wow! Huh. I don't have you know a whole lot on this. It's just a thing that I happen to know about, but. <laughs> I'll I'll have to look into that because I I am not aware. Yeah, it's a. Uh... Uh, let's see. I'm just trying to see if there's anything special on this. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if he was necessarily re- referencing them, like, but you know, they are there. They. 
This is the one that was produced by Butch. Again, I have no idea who Butch is. And, um, oh, we got engineered by Mike P. So, hey, Mike P. did something. Hey. He just engineered it. <laughs> Good job. I think it's literally his only credit on this entire album. Uh, yes, yes, that is literally the only thing Mike P. did on this. He was too busy messing with Hell's Pit to be bothered with the rest of this album. Well, good job, Mike P. Thank you for your contributions. Yeah. I have nothing else on this one. Yeah. I just didn't care for it too much. Wow. I'm surprised. Yeah. You know what, (laughs) Tease? It's okay. Your opinion matters to you. Come again? Uh, Your opinion matters to you. Okay. Uh, Track seven. Out the gate. Myself. I'm going grunty in effect, bitch. You need to excuse yourself. A little strange. And yeah, I'm kind of a horrible sight. But I milk your bitch's titties like I milk his mic. When I get right, ain't nobody getting sick. Cause I'ma get so right, ain't gonna be nothing left to get out cold. But I got the balance with even heat. Cause if my talents don't provide, I got a gallon of the sea. And that's real. Too raw for some of y'all to feel. But that's just like some of the cards to deal. And the wheels are keep spinning. Hoes keep catching too many feelings. And too many men are turning into the women, that's the world that we live in, the world that I sit and spit in, and squeeze my ass where I can fit in, so just listen, cause I would never waste the time, but if you lend me your ear, then I promise to blow your mind, I'm out the gate, bust it wide open, your money down, put some drink on it, I, put some volume on that side, out the gate, make no mistake, this chain is seven, and the link's the only thing that's been holding me together, I'm out the gate, bust it wide open, your money down, put some drink on it, I, in this track is... He, he talks here and there. He does this a lot in some of his songs where he talks about like listening to the things that he's saying and like other people just not talking about shit. But Blaze, Blaze, my dude, I don't believe that you have ever in your career blown my mind with something that you had to say. <laughs> I'm going to be real with you. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> wow, rude. I just don't think you're that deep. <laughs> so rude. It's fine. You do what you do. <laughs> but my dude... <laughs> I also get the impression from this track, based on his numerous references throughout, that he doesn't really support my cosplay or lifestyle choices, and I'm kind of disappointed. You doing okay? (laughs) (laughs) Um, what track on the album are we on right now? This is track seven. Seven! It took seven songs for us to get to a track where Blaze was flexing. He's. What are you talking about? This is legit. The most actual flexing that he's done. He's, what are you talking about? I'm dead ass serious. Every second of I'm every de- track. No. 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 This is the flexing song. Everything else prior was not flexing. Straight up. 
Everything, every time where we talk about Twisted doing a flexing song, we know what that is. This is that song. I guess the this other is, stuff on here has not been flexing. This is like lyrical. I, I guess it's more flexing in like the look what I can rap thing, but like. That, yeah, that's what I mean. The, like, the rest of these are still bragging in their own way. Like, he is. But, but, I'm, but, like, but that's what, that's what I mean. Like, any yeah. time that we have the Twisted flexing song, it's yeah, this, we're this, so good, you're so bad. This is a twist. Listen to us because we're the realest, yo. Like, that's what that is. That's the quote unquote flexing track. It's what we've always referred to the flexing track as. This is that song for Blaze. He does call himself. Seven songs. He, he, he does say they call him creme fraiche, like the cream of the crop. And genius. Whoever wrote this is dumb because they said grim fresh. It's creme fraiche. He's talking about the thing. Dumbasses. He also yells big game, and they don't note that, and I'm sad about it. But genius gets a lot of stuff wrong. On this. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they may have just like copied the the lyrics from like AZ lyrics or something. Here's a, even back then they were wrong. Here's a fun fact for you. Um, most websites do just like you know mine their li- like lyric sites. They usually just mine them from other sites. Uh, genius mm-hmm. in particular, though, um, they adopted something in the way that they do theirs that fucks up um, things that do that automatically. Mm-hmm. So, like, certain characters and stuff get fucked up whenever it gets pulled over into other uh, <laughs> lyrics. I saw sites. that, because it happens. It's definitely on <laughs> one of the songs on this album. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I distinctly remember saying that. But no, I... It's, it's annoying whenever I'm seeing this. I'm like, really? Like, I have trouble sometimes hearing proper words because of, like... The production sounds muddy or something, and I can tell that this word is totally different than what you. <laughs> yeah, just put a like, question mark. It's fine. I'll be mad, but I'll forgive you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'll be like, wow, they could have got something better to do with this. But yeah, uh, that's yeah. That's th- it. This it's one out the gate for for know? me. This is just yeah. It's a flexing song, but it's kind of unremarkable to me. Like yeah. the instrumental's okay, but it doesn't. It doesn't do much for the rest of the song, so I'm kind of, kind of whatever with this one, to be completely honest. Yeah. But it took, but it it, it took, I mean, we're at the second third of this album, and I mean, I went from, wow, these first five tracks are fucking great, and now it's like, okay, they were allowed to, <laughs> I guess, lower the quality of the next couple if they wanted. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, up next. Stick your hands up. You in the midst of a player, bitch. Hang up and be recorded. Stick your hands up. This is a robbery. Stick your hands up. I'm about to choose and 
your money. Stick your hands up. You know that you done fucked up, cuz. Stick your hands up. Now you in the presence of a thug. Life in the city is out of control. What you gon' do? Where you gon' go? How you gon' live? Bloody bullet holes. A drive-by classic. A drive-by classic. Legit. Like, drive-by, doing the damn thing. They rob, you know? This, that, that's exactly what they, they do. <laughs> it, was, it was explicitly stated in the chorus by, I think it was Monoxide? Monoxide's not really on this album, actually, which is interesting. He's got a verse somewhere. It straight up says like additional vocals by Violent J. Maybe that wasn't. That was. Oh. That, that is Violent J on that hook. I mean, it's very obviously at the, J. At the other half of it, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But I really, but the person who says uh, this is a robbery, and everything, I was like, that's that's Monoxide, isn't it? I figure it's just Blaze. It doesn't again. say that additional vocals with with Monoxide, so maybe I'm wrong. It's figure it's Blaze. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Um, the biggest thing that I love on here. No uh-huh. joke. Blaze's verses, doubled vocals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It sounds so cool. I didn't take note of it until just now, but yeah. <laughs> I don't think he did it on, on, on any of the other tracks, but this is the one where it came up. And it just sounds really good because he has the one where you hear his higher register. But then he just has the, you know, like a normal speaking voice. Mm-hmm. laid out under it and his normal speaking sounds... voice is pretty fucking low <laughs> <laughs> and it it sounds really really cool and it contrasts a lot um with with abk because abk doesn't do it mm-hmm. on there but it, it helps differentiate the two really well i mean not that you really needed it with abk's lisp and whatnot but it it, it adds another layer and it's so fucking cool yeah it's really well done this instrumental is very like subdued which is interesting whenever you, you take into the sense that this is a robbery you'd think it'd be like more kind of high energy no nah, doesn't need to be this is yeah, just nah. it's 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 allowed to be subtle and abk is just his flow on this <laughs> he's smooth as butter on this love abk he's great and it's so good like they they complement each other so well on yeah. this like we don't have abk as much on this album as we did on one less g but his contributions to this i think this is the the only the other one i think he only does two, no i'm sorry he has three songs on here uh every time he's on here fucking great <laughs> fucking great yeah the uh the hook i i like the second half of it like the chant part of it at the end of it like something in my brain every time I hear it, like expects something different from that. Like, like they they carry it for longer than I would expect. And that slight swerving of my expectations is just like that's cool. Yeah, my brain just just ticks on it. I'm like that that's that's pretty fucking sweet. Uh, yep. Again, like that's just this this album is just full of good hooks. It's full mm-hmm. of some really good hooks. Even if they're like these aren't quite like your psychopathic hooks they're not quite like a um like riders hooks necessarily maybe like maybe the later riders now actually because they've been doing more of those but like because they're not they're not ones where you hear it once and you're like next time this comes around i'm with you on that because i know the whole thing they're more complex but they feel good (laughs) Mm mm-hmm 
Yeah, no, I I totally get you. They didn't uh, they didn't skimp on this one on oh, no. record in general, and yeah, they knew what they were doing. Yeah, there's there's just a lot of good stuff here. Different, a lot of good flowing through different textures and stuff with like different vo- voices that they have on hand and just pull in whoever they want into the fucking studio for it. <laughs> it really helps. It really helps compared to some of the earlier stuff where, I mean, if you listen to like a very old ICP song where they have those kind of chants and it's like, okay, uh, you got Violent J, Shaggy, and Mikey Clark all in the studio just yelling this chorus and maybe Mike putting some kind of effect so you can't tell that it's them. Right. Okay. And it also sounds like there's more people in it. But with this, we're at a stage, the, the quote-unquote family era, where, no, everybody's around the studio all the time. Mm-hmm. Hey, you want to have... go in there and say these four lines? Cool. Great. They have enough people on hand that they can literally just be like, hold up, we have a guy with this kind of voice. I would like exactly <laughs> Go Go yeah. get them now. <laughs> What they're working on their own uh, uh, on their own album? Blasphemy! Bring them in for ten minutes. <laughs> so yeah, this is this is already like very like well done track. Mm-hmm. All the pieces fit perfectly. The pieces being instrumental, Blaze and ABK. <laughs> so yeah, Violin uh, J, Violin J, you did a good job on the part of the chorus. Yeah, you know what? I'm proud of him for like. A, we're, it was track eight whenever he showed up to open a track. And <laughs> hey, he didn't just take up an hour with a verse. <laughs> yeah. I just want to note that at this point, our latest episode was our Dirty History one. And I feel vindicated for my opinions <laughs> that Violent J takes up too much goddamn space on tracks. <laughs> So anyway, it's time for track. Shut up. Your opinion matters to you. Come again? Your opinion matters to you. Okay. (laughs) Now let's hear Blaze's uh, production abilities on Further From Truth. This is the one, right? I mean, he does some of it. It's Fritz Lavelle Blaze. Well, yeah, that counts. My style's are fun, gritty, encrusted with mold. My body is a shell, inside is a tortured soul. Waiting to grab a hold of everything that you know and casually throw it all right out the window. I return from the beyond again with a shovel on my shoulder and a photograph of him from the dark backwards. Counterclock words, a lot of the words that I said they went unheard, buried in the casket. Tucked under the earth for so long with hopes no one would get hurt from this Ranging retard, riddle with bullet holes When you're different, that's how it goes I understand, do you? If you were in the situation that's mine You'd probably go on pretending everything is fine But that phony feeling couldn't be further from truth When you're on your back in the coffin wearing a suit When you're on your back in the coffin wearing a suit That, that, that phony feeling couldn't be further from truth When you're on your back in the coffin wearing a suit That, 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 that phony feeling couldn't be further from truth all right so this is another track where uh blaze kind of he he gestures in the direction that he may have something to say you know he may have some profound things that he wishes to impart to you 
Does he? But I've listened to this album, and I got news for you, Blaze. <laughs> you never get around to saying it. You, you promise a lot. And also, remember back on Shotgun when I said I had something that I wanted to talk about that I would bring up later? Is this the point? No, it comes up here again, though, and I just wanted to note that. Uh, I'm holding it in because it's only a couple songs away now. <laughs> but I, uh, it's killing me inside. <laughs> um, I don't care much for this song, really. Yeah, uh, my one note. I don't get this song. I don't. This is... I, I, I just don't I just don't get it. I was trying to I had genius up looking at the lyrics. I'm like, what are you even saying on this one? And the instrumental doesn't even do anything for me. I get okay, I, so here here's I can't, I can't get through it. Here's what it. I'll give you right okay. now. Please. On this track he talks about posers. No, non juggalo, tell the juggalo. He he talks about posers on this track and that's about what he's got. Wow. Talk talking about fake gangsters and all that shit. Wow, I didn't get that at all. There's a there's a line in it that I'll, I I'll bring up. I don't know how I didn't. But, but uh wow. In a in a few tracks we'll we'll talk about the thing. All right, we'll talk about <sighs> the thing. <laughs> up next cuz again, yeah, I don't I don't have much on this like that. The track itself like I think the the beat is all right. Um I just didn't care for the way that it, it shook out and all that stuff there, it's it's a little too a plotting songs. and stuff and i'm like eh. there are a couple songs though and i think the chorus of this one is one of them it does that where it has that kind of west coast like synthy yeah line that you tend to hear in like that style of quote-unquote gangster music so it's cool that we still have that on here where we heard it on some of the stuff from one less g because that is a signature to blaze's sound even though this is shifting away from what One Less G did on majority of its tracks, it is still nice to have that here and there. Yeah. Unfortunately, they could have picked a better song for them to lace it on. I, I do appreciate one thing about this, though, that I, I forgot about. Um, that I think... I, I appreciate its use in the, in the first verse, and I wish that he would have continued to do this for the rest of them, because the hook that you hear in that is literally just the last line of the first verse. Yeah. Which is really cool. And if you can continue doing that and turn the mm. last line of every one of your verses into a separate hook, that's awesome. But he didn't. He used the first one, which it's still a it's a good line to wrap it all up. But I don't know. I Well, that's I like that's the, like I like the other did. thing. <laughs> well, well, that's like what he did on Touch of Death where um the last couple words from the verses, he would repeat throughout the actual The Touch of Death is Coming chorus. Uh. He'd be yelling it at the end of each line and have it be louder each time. Mm. So it was nice. It was it was kind of nice that he just had that motif that he did throughout it. Yeah. Ooh, motif, that's a good word. I love that word. <laughs> I haven't thought of that word in a while, so I'm proud I used it. <laughs> but... <laughs> But, yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying, and it was cool on that track, but it didn't really follow through with it on this one. Yeah. So, one for two, I guess. Yeah, well, up next, Days of My Neighborhood. Jeez up, hoes down, I don't give a fuck if you's a nationwide border rapper from my town, you need to bow down. Out of respect to fear, I ain't asking other men in 
shit's changed in the neighborhood, man. Exactly. You know? Exactly. There's a there's a little uh, paragraph that he does after the second chorus, I think, where he says, Damn, rappers want to be actors. Actors want to be thugs. Some of y'all thugs is falling in love. What's up? You need a hug? <laughs> he just finds it interesting that uh, over time, it's just kind of changed. Um with how people have, I guess, tried to mold themselves into something that isn't as authentic with what they've been doing. Yeah. Is Blaze, like, married? He settled down, have kids? <laughs> I believe he does have at least one kid. I don't know if he's married, but... Huh. Um, I, th- I think because they, they, they were doing their own podcast, and oh. at one point they were talking about, like, Oh well, you know how are you doing the schooling right now? And I'm pretty sure that Blaze was talking something about his own kid. I believe he only has one, but I could be wrong. Yeah. I don't know the man's life. Man, shit's changed <laughs> in the neighborhood. It <laughs> shit has changed in the neighborhood. He doesn't even live in Detroit anymore. So yeah, right. <laughs> Thugs fallen in love. <laughs> Blaze, but, do you need a hug? <laughs> this uh, this is a song. Honestly, I think could have been on one less G. I can see it. It still kind of has, like, the instrumental itself, done by Fritz, does still kind of sound like something that could have been on One Less G. It, do, it does that kind of... It's not synth, but I know it's it's almost like that MIDI sound yeah, it's in still, the chorus. It's still synthy, yeah. Okay. I love that. I think it sounds really, really cool. And it still, again, works with that, like, West Coast gangster type yep. that Blaze does. <laughs> And would have fit just fine on one less G. Mm-hmm. But this song is short. It is. This song is pretty much done just after the two minute mark. <laughs> it's a three minute long song. Yeah. And whenever, whenever, if you have any other notes, I do have a, a, a timestamp that we can start to go into the next. Yeah, one. I'm I'm set. Whenever you are, you can go at two nineteen. All right. I was over there on Orchard the other day and it was about 12 or 15. You ain't done. All with they straps out. Looking to bring straight drama. Tripping on that shit. That's the type of boys you don't want to play with. Uh, When I used to be thugging back in the day, young fella, now let me tell you about this shit. Hey, man, hold up. Wait, wait. Hold the fuck up, man. Wait a minute. Roll the motherfucking weed up. I gotta tell you this motherfucking story about this motherfucking club I was at last night. Man, they slapped little Rondell for nothing. Fuck Rondell. Tell the story about the club and the weed. All right, shut up, man. Listen, I'm about to tell you. This is how the motherfucking shit went down, y'all. From the car to the dough and the bar to the dance floor Looking for the ladies with the wiggle below I see you moving like a snake Rhythm hugging your curves Shaking like ain't nobody shaking better than her House is back, we're moving from front to back Took my seat in VIP in order to go to yak Pull out my chronic sack and commence to break down Hey baby, you pump, pull up a seat sit down We gon' blow it up Come on girl, pour some more drink in my cup Turn it up You know that I came to get right Turn it up And the party don't stop Turn it up. You know that I came to get right. Turn it up. And the boy- 
All right, let's roll it up. And how many times have we said this before? Blaze your dead homies storytelling is just incredible. If you know, like he's, you know, we we talk a lot about like he's never been the most amazing rapper, but whenever it comes to his storytelling, it's where he really shines. <laughs> What do you have? <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like there's more you want to delve into with this. No, that's all I had to say. I just wanted to do a J thing. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I mean, it is good. Uh, it's a good storytelling track, though. He he is telling a story. <laughs> Why would a dead man be in VIP? He's very important. Do you stop becoming important because you're dead? Some people become more important because they're dead. Who? Most artists. Huh. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I mean, this is true. I did not know who Blaze was until he was Blaze, you dead, homie, so... Yeah. I mean, there you Mike, go. do you know how much Starry Night was worth while Van Gogh was alive? Nothing. No, Nothing okay. is how much it was worth while he was alive. <laughs> <laughs> so, this starts out as a weed song and then just becomes like a pimping track. Yeah, he's talking like, about a thing that happened in the club. That's true. I love the skit going into it. It's it's annoying that it's tied to the very end, but it's funny whenever you just listen to it through because you have Jamie Madrox talking to Blaze while other Jamie Madrox is yelling in the background. <laughs> is that also Jamie Madrox? Because that the, the, a deep voice is not. Eh. Oh yes, it is. Okay, that is totally is. There there are tones in it that just don't sound quite right to me. Nope, that is. If you would check out the stuff that they did on Purple Show with, like, the various skits and all the different voices that he does. Well, I can't. We skipped it. Yeah, well, people didn't want to listen to it. That's not true. We just didn't <clears throat> have the time, really. <laughs> I mean, we could. We could go back to it if we yeah, wanted I know. to. <laughs> I own it. Can't believe listeners. you're putting that on the listeners, though. <laughs> because I asked before if people were interested in can't some of that stuff and some people were like, the listeners. no. I'm blaming the listeners. We have tweets to verify it. So, there you go. Yeah, roll so, it yeah, out. This, this, this track isn't bad. Um, they, Again, they do, hook. It, it's, it is a good hook. This is one that's uh, produced by both ROC and Fritz, so it's nice that we have ROC again. This is an era where we have ROC coming to do more stuff with Psychopathic, which is super cool. I think that it's by the next year, uh, 05, where he does, where he really does more, especially with uh, Twisted, I think. We'll see whenever we get to their record that comes out in 05, but I can't quite remember if he does any work on the next album that we'll be talking about after this one. I haven't paid attention to the liner notes on that one in ages, so that'll be an interesting look to see who does production on that one. Hmm. But this is a decent track. It's It's got a fun beat. Yeah, it's 
feels good. Like what a lot of the songs do on this one, the verses are fairly short and sweet. Mm-hmm. He doesn't he doesn't just go off and you know for no reason he says what he needs to and that's it. Yeah, and it's another really good Blaze storytelling track. And you know how much we love those. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> up next, <laughs> track number twelve. Mr. Dead Folks. No questions for you to ask, no gas for you to blast, no money, weed, no cash, it's time to get in and ass. Mr. Dead Folks, go run to your dead homie, don't be acting like you don't see me, believe me, man, you don't know. No questions for you to ask, no gas for you to blast, no money, weed, no cash, it's time to get in and ass. Mr. Dead Folks, go run to your dead homie, don't be acting like you don't see me, believe me, man, you don't know. I was the first to put it down. Reppin' with Twisted and the Clowns kicking the gangsta sound Strictly keep it underground Notice in the family, you know how we do Coming for odds and won't hesitate to ride on you Record sales don't make you bulletproof Big time and we both know you don't be doing that shit that's in your box You ain't a G like me, you ain't the thug I be You watered down like the boss I see on MTV Where your motherfucking trees always asking for smoke Ain't it a bitch, everybody a G When we're in loads, that's a figure of speech And I be sick of the heat Whoever think he the shit trying to claim my territory I'm a motherfucking G where he just loaded the cock Use a small town P.O. Bragging the running blocks Bitch, break yourself for everything and there's some Hold my mic to my dick so you can hear me when I come No questions for you to ask, no gas for you to blast No money, weed, no cash, it's time to get in and I forgot about that line. <laughs> it's classic. <laughs> Mike. Yes. We've made it to the track. This is the point? Where I just cannot handle it anymore. Okay. I'm going to flip back to my notes on Shotgun, because that was the first track where it came up on. Okay. So I don't know much about Blaze's history. Okay. Because there isn't much out there, like... Wikipedia does not have stuff about, like, anything about his life in general. Like, it notes at 17 that he was rapping and stuff. So, um, and that's about it. Like, he, right. he was doing rapping and stuff in high school, and at some point he hooked up with Mad Rocks and them and did all that stuff. Whatever. Right. And in there, he's dropping, you know, them them fank, fake gangsta lines and stuff like that, which we hear a lot around. We hear it again mm-hmm. on Further From Truth. He refers to people, quote unquote, imitating a G. Um, and then this this track is where it is just egregious. Talking about people not doing the shit that they say in their songs. Blaze. <laughs> And I just, I hear this stuff and, you know, whenever they do it within riders, it's like, it's tongue in cheek, whatever. They're kind of winking at the fact that that's what they're doing. When you take it out of riders and put it in their regular stuff, though, I have to pause because I'm like, I I mean, I don't know, but I, mm, I don't think so. (laughs) Like... I, I understand your anger. And I, it's just driving me fucking insane. Because it's one thing to be like, for 
for somebody to be like, yeah, you're full of shit and stuff to somebody when they are not themselves doing that. And like, you can't call someone else full of shit for the thing that you're doing. Like, you're right, but you yourself are doing the thing. And I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I understand what you're saying. And while this isn't me trying to defend it, the explanation that I could piece with it is this is one Chris rapping as the character of blaze. You dead homie slash Colton Grundy. And so he is just continuing on that story. I don't know what blaze actually did whenever he was younger, or even whenever he was early on rapping, if he did any of that stuff, I'd, probably assume not but i don't know that that's the only explanation that i could come up with is that okay it's blaze is the gangster right Blaze the character is but that's still doing the same thing yeah no i get it i get it It, like here's the thing what let, let, let me like i can't think of like any notable fake gangsta rapper people from from the time that he would be talking about but like that person also well their rap persona it's just a character who's a gangsta like that's the same shit you can't just you can't just do that like you can't you can't that's not a defense like that's nothing he's he's calling out vanilla ice (laughs) (laughs) straight up no, I, 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 like I said, I'm not defending it. It's probably, you're probably 100% right. Like, but that's, I, that's I, th- this was just the point where I was just like, this has gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> this uh. is, as far as like the track itself, this is another kind of flexing track similar to what we had on At The Gate, but it's better. Hmm. We do get Jay on the hook and he has his own verse yeah. at the end it's an okay verse. It's yeah. not one of Jay's better ones from the time. He has but. a line where a kid's like, have you ever killed somebody? He's like, yeah, I did. And it was bloody. And it was corny and stupid. And the whole song is pretty corny. And poser accusations but. are corny when you're also a pretender. <laughs> <laughs> but but I like the way that Jay says it. Jay's voice in, in, in this time period is just good for me. Like, I like how he actually raps. Because he has that, like, deeper voice that he clearly got by smoking so much weed over the last couple (laughs) years that it messed up his vocal course at this point in time. I like the way he raps, so I, that's, like, the best part of his verse for me. But other than that, I mean, it's not stellar or anything. He's had better ones, you know, prior, so. That's, that's Mr. Dead Folks for me. (laughs) Yeah. You went off on it, rightfully so. I just, so I, I won't, I won't argue with with your judgment. On my it. opinion matters to me. Come, come again? Too many bitches. <laughs> Queen through the hood in 
a caddy. I'm a Mac in my own right, like you said, getting my dick sucked in the alley by a chicken head. I don't love that hoe, and I ain't handcuffing too many bitches, and they turkeys need a stuffing. Like this one bitch called me the other day, begging me to drop over and beat it up properly. I'm like a young girl still in this crime, cause there's also many bitches and there's also little time. And you're on a piece of the dead, and they can't have it. I'm still a little picky on which hoes that I'm stabbing. So if I serve dick to you, you've been blessed. I'll go home and brag about the shit to your friends. Uh-oh. That's the way it goes, I suppose. Gotta hit the stove for some more. Rubbers for these hoes, too many bitches. You know, I just have so many women who are trying to fuck me, you know? It's it's a nuisance, man. My dick needs some air. And yeah. Yeah, I love sex with women. I do enjoy it, but I need a break. I'm tired. I'm doing I have a lot of shit to do today. And like every 5 seconds there's some bitch calling me on my phone who's like, I really need you specifically to fuck me. You, Blaze, the only one that can do it. Please. You're so good at sex. <laughs> I need help. <laughs> and then Blaze is like, bitch, I'm busy with your friend. She's like, well, can you give me ABK's number? Because <laughs> he is nearly as good. <laughs> I love this song. <laughs> This but I is... also love to make fun of that because no, it's it's fine. Hilarious. This track, I heard this song a lot whenever I was in college because the girl I was dating at the time, she loved this song. It's a great track. Uh, this is this is this is one of her favorite Blaze songs. But well, actually, this is a drive-by track. This is <laughs> this is the other like hood rat song, but it's like way better than Hey You. <laughs> this song is. Good by everybody on it. Like mm-hmm. Blaze and ABK are so good. The chorus is fucking hot. There is it's really well done. We have full Blaze verse, full ABK verse, then half verses from each of them. Really it's, good. It's a perfect marriage. And it works. Also, also in those half verses, this was a thing that I I I I said I had a thing to talk about with it. I don't think I ever said about this song in particular, but this is a thing. That I had to do some digging for, and not a lot, but a little bit. So, going into ABK's second verse, mm-hmm. uh, as as uh, Blaze is rapping his up, you get a legit fucking and I'm like, oh shit, and I'm like, it it clicked in my brain. I'm like, where the fuck I know that from somewhere, and it's not probably where you think actually. Uh, I knew that from a Missy Elliott track, <laughs> past the Dutch. <laughs> and then I had to, I, I kept digging for it, and I'm like, Outcast. All right. <laughs> Which, as far as I know, I did, I did a, I did a decent amount of digging. It seems Outcast may have just been, at least in the popular culture, where that came from. <laughs> mm-hmm. Possibly. But in general, it's also just, uh, hey, cops are coming. So I don't know why it's in here, but it does sound cool to drop into ABK's verse. Yeah. <laughs> this this track's fun. Yeah. It's straight up fun. It's great. One thing I, I, I forgot to mention on uh, earlier on is quite a few of these tracks are songs that have been done on, uh, at concerts. I can um, imagine. <laughs> yeah. So immediately what I was looking at 
I believe that part of bump my sh- uh, bump the shiz is 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 done in shows. Well, that was hard for me to fucking word. Sure. He definitely has done touch of death. Shotgun has been done. I don't think I've ever heard it etched out, which really bums me out because I love that song. Yeah. And then I don't think he did any other ones. Maybe part of Roll It Up, but Too Many Bitches is definitely one where he at least does like his first. I verse, feel like you never have seen... to. I've to this day, like I said, I'm. St- I've said before, I'm kind of mad that I've never gotten to see Blaze and ABK together and do a drive-by show. Yeah. Because I would love to hear this song live. Yo. This would easily be a stand-up. But, like, you saw me on the video, like, of me doing, like, the, like, where I'm, like, driving. That's literally what he does whenever he's doing the fucking song. <laughs> but, like, ah, uh, it's just, it's fun. This is a fun fucking song. It is. There's there's nothing bad with it. That it's, hook is good as it hell. It is. Who it all is, is the on, actual hook? Who all is on uh, that So hook? this one. Ah, uh, da, 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 da. Because I can imagine oh, that it's holy so- shit! Is this Rude Boy on here? Know. No. Okay. I didn't know this until just now. Somebody's got some smooth vocals on those uh, hooks doing the like little. Yeah. I'm so mad I didn't know this. That's MC Breed. What? <laughs> that is Breed. Additional vocals by Breed. That's Holy awesome. fuck! I did not know that until literally just now. Cause yeah, we don't, we didn't. What you know, the fuck? You, you didn't get to hear it on here, but like in the later hooks stuff, you have like a dude about twenty five, and like it's so good. Fuck! <laughs> Son of a holy bitch. shit! Breed, rest in peace, man. You laced up one of the best songs here. Damn. Straight you up. know? God damn. I. That's interesting, though, because, like, you know, we we talked before on on his album that, like, mm-hmm. the only feature that was there was Esham, which is understandable because yeah. Esham was a pretty big name around the area and all that stuff. So, I mm-hmm. mean, like, him and Breed probably, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's reasonable it they would do sense. stuff together. But it didn't seem like he really had any contact with any other people on the label mm-hmm. or anything like that. So for him to be on this... That's fucking cool as shit. That's a like, big deal, and that it changes a lot of just the perspective on like his his place in the label and stuff. Like he was there, he was in it. You know, I don't know That's if they, crazy. I don't know if it was just like they called him up and they were like, "Hey, can we get your voice on this?" And he was like, "Sure." Or if he was just around during this time or anything like that. I don't know if he had any other stuff that he was doing with them, but that's fucking cool. I'm gonna. This is dumb. This is going to sound really, really dumb. The next time that concerts happen and I do VIP at a show with Blaze, I am directly going to ask him about this. <laughs> I need to know. I'm very, very intrigued now because I. Th- right on. This is not me feigning excitement or anything. I legitimately did not know until just now that Breed was on this. So I really want to know like how that came about. That's cool I'm shit. So, I'm so fucking amped right now. <laughs> Maybe I can just like hit him up on Instagram or something. And be like, Yo, please. I need this for my podcast. Please tell me, you know, I'll get him on Cameo. I'll, yeah, I'll do yeah, that. I'll pay the $40 go. for Cameo so that we can find out. <laughs> God. Wow. I am literally a lot happier than I anticipated being just by finding that out. Fuck. Okay. Sorry. 
No, I mean, it's. I think we're. Look, I'm perfectly happy to talk about Too Many Bitches for a very long time. This is a great track. Son of a bitch. But, uh, Fuck. yeah, if, if that's all we got. Yeah. Rest in peace, man. I think we're good. Track number 14, Timeline. Solomon was the father, the casket maker. In 1920-something, he was the undertaker who outlived everyone till the day he tried to die. He jumped in the freezing water, and so starts the timeline. 1980-some, one summer evening. From out that same water, he came a-creeping. Which had a cold soak and went from head to toe. Where he had been, he had not known, no clue. Solomon was lost and confused in different times. He knew it didn't belong to see it in the rise. So he fled in the alleyways like the homeless. Cause at this point in time, was hopeless killing himself didn't work a bit he only woke up 60 years in the future revived and sit alive with them still waiting to become the transformation in the place of sun i keep changing feelings raging what is i metamorphosize well time keeps ticking in the timeline ticking in the time keeps ticking in the timeline ticking in the he is the father and i am the son and together we become the great undying one well All right, so we have the track where Blaze gets into the essence of who Colton Grundy is. Real quick. Okay. First off, produced by Lavelle. Oh, nice. Why couldn't this have been much earlier in the album? Because. Okay. Continue, please. So, what we have here... Is is three separate characters that we're talking about here. We got we got our boy Solomon. We have our boy Blaze. And then we have our boy Colton Grundy. Mm-hmm. And they are all the same person. Yes. They are they are one entity that exists forever throughout time. Mm-hmm. So what I understand this to be, then, is that Colton Grundy is, I mean, he, he talks earlier in the album about being, you know, way back in the past and stuff like that. But here he's talking about this Solomon guy being the past dude and all that stuff. Solomon so, Grundy. Sure. <laughs> That's what it is. Is it? Is that what, is what is. he's going for? So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't, you know, I don't, I don't comic. <laughs> I mean, it's not just comics. It's, oh wait, what is it's that? based on the nursery rhyme. Oh, I couldn't remember what the fuck that was then. Okay. Solomon Grundy, born on a Monday. Oh, that one. Oh, that guy. Yeah. I forgot about that. I also yeah. wasn't familiar with that as a kid, so. <laughs> Same, but that's... I only looked it up because of the Solomon Grundy character in, like, the Batman game. So that's why I was like, okay, what's this character about? And so, I saw that. I was like, oh. Blaze yeah, died so in, like, the 80s. Yes. And then he's back. Yes. And Colton Grundy comes after Blaze. Yes. So, is Colton Grundy, like, far into the future? Or is he just, like, now-ish? <laughs> it's, it seems like it's now. So, okay. what's weird Solomon is... Gr- Solomon took a while to wake up after he got, got killed. So, I mean, like, I don't know. If, if Blaze got got in the 80s, then, I mean, like, if it took 60 years for Solomon to wake up from a suicide. Is, is Blaze in, like, the 2040s? <laughs> And then Colton is, like, years later? (gasps) No, like, so, the way it sounds like, Solomon died, or went and killed himself. Yeah. Or attempted to kill himself. Yeah. Came back in the 80s, 
So he refers to Blaze as the son of Solomon. Sure. But he's just a... He is Solomon. So mm-hmm. it's a metamorphosis into Blaze. Like Kafka, yeah. But Blaze is the son of Solomon. So Blaze then dies, even though he's already dead. No, he he dies in the 80s after being alive, and then he came, he's risen. He's pulled up out of his grave oh, by okay, Dark Lotus. Okay. So then, so he's Blaze, and then he just happens to just one day change, and now he's Colton Grundy. I guess. That's, that's basically what it is. Hmm. But the point is they're all the same person. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all the same. But what, it's, what it sounds like is Solomon was a good guy, though. What? He doesn't say anything ne- negative about I, Solomon. I guess. So. Like, he basically says that Solomon is, is like, not a bad person. Oh. But Blaze is the complete opposite because he has no That's remorse right. and yeah. wants to kill. But Colton is a melding of the two. The synthesis, yeah. Not necessarily keeping any of the traits of Solomon being a good man, in just in the sense of he's more supernatural now and doesn't just rely on the use of a shotgun to kill people. Well, he, he has the shotgun in one hand to murder and the sickle in the other to harvest corn. Yes. As any type of casket maker would do. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. We figured it out. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah. I don't like this song. <laughs> I hate the mental gymnastics that I had to do. This is the one that I had to have genius up because I was like, I don't understand what's going on. Like, it was it was weird. It I was decided... So fucking- I decided to think about it exactly as much as Blaze did, so I wasn't too <laughs> pressed about it. So as much as Jamie did. Damn. I'm not wrong. He... Written by Madrox and Blaze. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if Jamie actually has a full history written out, like comprehensive, because he's a nerd like that. Uh, he mm-hmm. probably has character sheets for each one, and he's... <laughs> They probably played a, a few campaigns with them. I want give me psychopathic D and D right now. But then just, uh, just, let's do it. Yeah, psychopathic records D and D official expansion five E official let's expansion. Have, let's have it. Jesus. I'm, I'm sure I could find a homebrew for you. Let's let's fucking go. I, I'm down. But, after uh, after this campaign that I'm doing, I'm all for it. <laughs> well, you're gonna have to yeah. run it then. It's gonna be up to you. Oh, you're, you're I gonna am you're gonna not D- a DM. you're gonna DM a campaign for all of us. I am not a DM. I can't do it. We'll get Dustin on it. I'm not I'm not creative <laughs> enough. So, yeah, this is a song that I already had on here and I'm like, uh, why do I have this on here? It doesn't make sense. It just it doesn't do much for me. It was okay. Uh, again, I I do still like the hooks and stuff. They're pretty cool. It's not a bad one. Yeah. I I do like I kind of like his cuz we have a, a a nice contrast of him like kind of doing his not whispery but like his his toned down voice mm-hmm. kind of just mellow his inside voice rap singing yeah rap singing the first half of it but then his like outer voice kind of yelling the he is the father and i am the son together we become the great undying one it's kind of yeah 
I do think what happened, and we and we mentioned this much earlier on, is that he may have been going to strict like stick with this Colton Grundy persona from here on out, mm-hmm. but he doesn't. I'm not sure if it's because they didn't have fleshed out plans for it, or people were just set on no, you're Blaze. Right. You're Blaze, you're dead (laughs) homie. That's all you are. We can't call you Colton. It doesn't work. So I'm not sure. It's that's why it's it's kind of a bummer that they waited until this point of the album to actually explain the purpose of the Colton Grundy persona that doesn't get continued. Again, I had since you brought it up that there was going to be like his name switching over onto like Magic Records or something. Allegedly. Well, yeah. That makes sense, though. Had that happened, mm-hmm. it probably would have worked fine. Um, but, but we have to remember that they did. It. We know about like Magic Records potentially having been a thing. It yeah. was referenced at the end of the Green Books booklet, yeah, where they had the banner and the design already done up and everything. Sure, but. It was shortly after then, or even during the production of it, where Twisted were then granted Dawns of Psychopathic. Yeah. So they had more control over what they did, which was great. It's a matter of then, how long were they working on Blaze's Colton Grundy album? Right. Would this have been put out on Magic Records, or was it always going to be a Psychopathic Records project? Because we heard back on Shiny Diamonds on... The Shining. Yeah. Sorry, not The Shining. Fuck. Uh, of the Hood. <laughs> Sorry. One of the extra CDs that I got from the big uh, the big set was Violent J's The Shining album. My bad. That's his actual album. I remember when Jack Nicholson was like, I'm waiting for that Colton Grundy shit to drop. <laughs> Violent J released an album called The Shining. We'll talk about it in 09. Back off. Um, But yeah, Violent J mentions about Blaze did homie and he says you know want to know when his Colton shit's dropping so yeah. he, he knew about it mm-hmm. so who knows yeah we, I, I don't know unless Bla- unless Violent J was like no Colton's not a thing you're Blaze <laughs> <laughs> remember so just... you're here forever <laughs> <laughs> just imagining Shelly Duvall and... dancing around a and Colton Grundy it. shit now though. And 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 Blaze is like, but but I think that Colton Grundy would be a better persona and Blaze is and Valen Jay's like Blaze, your opinion matters to you. <laughs> uh well nothing to do but to keep climbing. Look, the history lesson's over, motherfuckers. But you still need to learn one thing. Man, life is a ladder. There is one pathway to gravel and cobblestone Filled with paying dues and laced with potholes I never quit, shit I think I put off to the side With one foot in the game and the other on the grind Now my mind's been compared to a dimly lit alley With too many rats in that bitch for you to tally but now I'm moving on up 
is my timing Coming up short, not for long, I'm steady climbing Climbing, rhyming, with the undying Filthy, never shining, always grinding I made it three feet and I got three feet to go Cause I run six feet under from a long time ago Me and Colton plenty Bloody money, now I climb from the cemetery, dirt underneath, from dust till dawn, when the sun be shining, you'll see my hand come from underground, cause I'm climbing. I'm climbing, I'm rising, I'm straight to the top, making blood splatter, don't matter, I ain't gonna stop, and I still got miles to go, and I keep on rising some more, I'm out here climbing, I'm wildin', this head to go chop. All right. We have just a fucking classic psychopathic ending posse cut. Yes. This might be my favorite of the family era, like, tracks. It's positive sounding, like, the entire thing For sure. is really hype. Uh, we get the first verse from Monoxide, first and only verse from Monoxide on this entire album, which is blasphemy, <laughs> because Twisted and Blaze always work really, really well together. So Monoxide finally gets a verse on here. Shaggy Tudo only has, like, a line <laughs> at the end of the chorus. Because he doesn't do an official verse. Blaze gets two verses on this. <laughs> this just is a, is a good track. It is one of the longer ones. Yes. But obviously with pretty much everybody on the label doing something on here, that's it, understandable. It's an outro. It's what you want out of it. Yes. I this really is... love Jamie Madrox's verse again. Like I said, it's so good. <laughs> They're so fucking good. amazing. If you ain't got no two, oh, if you can't find your grip, you need <laughs> to find yourself some two way tape and get sticky, sticky with it. it. Oh, it's such so, a good line. So and at the end of it, hold up though. Here's here's another thing that maybe you did not catch in that. Jamie Madrox stares into the future. To see ICP release miracles and uses that to take a shot at them. Oh my gosh, the bug with his understanding of magnets that they do not have. <laughs> Once again, the twisted ICP feud continues. The disses are flying. <laughs> Jamie's oh. climbing straight to the top to shit on Jay. <laughs> Actually, more more Shaggy in that case because he was he was the magnet line guy. <laughs> so there is a hidden track. That's the word for it. <laughs> At the end of this, you want to go ahead and play that? Uh-huh. Comes after about two minutes of silence. That's yeah, really helpful for finding a timestamp. Uh, about 7.30. Yeah. 
It's already playing. It'll be there in 15 seconds. <laughs> okay. Well, sorry, I thought it shows up on your thing so you were able to easily find those ones. Uh, no, I had a setting that would skip silence, but it's not doing that right yeah. now for some reason. Damn, y'all still here? Man, get the fuck on. Yeah, that's... So yeah, that was a hidden track. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Can I just point out that if you look on Genius, they can't get even that small phrase correct? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got that. I got so mad when I read that. I was like, that is clearly not what he says. There's not even music behind it to confuse you. Nope. You simpleton. But yeah, I would be annoyed if I was like listening to this, like the CD, like in the car for the first time, not knowing, and then just waiting. I'm like, well, wait, what's what's happening? And then like, oh, there might be a hidden track. Psychopath does that, and that's what I heard. <laughs> that would piss me off so fucking bad. It's not even that long though. But it's the fact that you have to wait two minutes for nothing. Oh no. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like that isn't even that long, is the thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I think I've talked before about how I listened through the entirety of a uh of a hidden track that amounted to absolutely nothing um good old psyopus with their fucking hidden track at the end of one of their albums where it's just it's a voicemail and it ends on the word annoying and it just keeps looping the word annoying over and over again for minutes and i just let it play <laughs> chocolate starfish in the hot dog flavored water oh the last track, or hidden track, whichever it is, has its its dialogue between Fred Durst and Ben Stiller. Oh God! And it goes on. I think Stiller laughing, and they just repeat the laugh for minutes, actual <laughs> minutes. The first time I heard it, because I didn't understand the concept of it, I thought that the CD that I had was messed up. And it made me so angry. Ah, oh, God. And I had to figure out, like, how to properly, like, cut it correctly so that it would actually shift to the actual end of it. But it just, it was the most annoying because it's a very annoying laugh. Uh, but it's it repeats, repeats the same cadence of laugh <laughs> perfectly over and over again for, Good like, times. two minutes. So. But that, that is Colton Grundy. It sure is. The Undying. What are your final thoughts on this one, man? So, I enjoyed this album. It was a very easy listen to get through, but um, as, I, as I said to you, actually listening to it, whenever I got to my, my notes listening stuff, was, mm -hmm. was where I was like a little frustrated with it, because like if you're not paying much attention to it, it's like, whatever, you know, it's a chill fucking rap thing, but if you're trying to like pull something out of it, there's nothing to pull out of it. <laughs> like... You know, there's cool stuff going on in the production all over the fucking place on this. Like, it is very good. And the uh, there's there's very good, like, diversity of sound in it. Even if uh, whenever I said before about how, it, like, to me, the tracks just kind of like flow together and stuff again, I feel like it's just the the general vibe of them. Even if the the sound overall changes, they are all kept around the same tempo and the same beat. So to me, it's just kind of like, eh. And 
you know, it rolls. But like, there are really good tracks on on this. There are some really good standouts, and they they utilized the people they had on hand very well. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's really good. It is definitely. Um, let me let me look up what I said about it because I had something to say about it, and yeah, it was it was around. Oh yeah, uh, it's. He really came into his own on this album. He has a distinctive sound from what he had before, while still kind of just being like, it's still definitely Blaze. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. there's no question about it. Um, even while I've said that, like, he doesn't have much to to say on like any kind of a serious note. Like, he he certainly like his lyricism is better on this album. I feel than mm-hmm. we've heard from him on most stuff. Even if I appreciate hearing him on tracks, I will never. I've never really had much to say for like his lyricism and like him being like, wow, he, he sure had a thing to say there because it's just what we know Blaze for is shotgun, and that's <laughs> and his name is Blaze. That's that's what we have. Uh. But no, this one was definitely way more than that, and I appreciated it. Whenever I was trying to do a little bit of, of looking on the background of the stuff, I, I came on to the Twisted History Instagram, as I frequent with, with Blaze and Twisted and whatnot. Sure. With their albums. And one of the things that, that he pointed out was that the production is more consistent on this record compared to the to his debut with One Less G, sure. which I agree with. What he said, however, was that unfortunately the tracks, there aren't as many memorable ones on this record, which I'm kind of in the middle of because I think that there are some amazing fucking songs on here. I really do. Yet at the same time, well, first off, there are more actual Blaze solo tracks on this one compared to One Less G. Oh, yeah. I believe that there's nine solo ones on here, whereas One Less G only had, like, five. So we get more of Blaze on his own and seeing how well he can stay on his own to uh, Rotting Feet. But where are there are tracks on here that I genuinely really, really enjoy. Is there a... Juggalo Anthem on this one. Is there a Hood Rats on it, like an actual one that that matches it? For me, like, those ones, You Can't Hurt Me Now, Thug for Life, um, what was the other one? Nasty was another one, Casket. Those are all songs that are pretty big for Blaze, and easily some of the ones that people are most excited about, especially at shows. But I don't know if the tracks that are really good on here hit that same level of excitement for people. I don't know if it's because the production is different than what we got on One Less G, which has obviously the more quote-unquote gangster style, and that's what people liked about Blaze, and while he was doing something different on this one, which honestly is more consistent from here on out. We get this style of music from Blaze with his later releases. So this is not a one-off. But I do kind of 
get the idea that this doesn't hit the same highs that the first one does. Yet, I think it's a better made album. It's really weird. I have a level of nostalgia for the first album of these songs that if they come on, I don't fucking skip them because there's some good shit on there. It's also a matter of that intensity that Blaze had on the first album is unmatchable. (laughs) He just, whether he can't match it again or just chooses not to, it sets that album apart. So these are both admirable albums. It's kind of a what are you in the mood to hear at this time? Yeah. So I I totally get the idea that it doesn't, it, it's not as memorable as the first album, but on, on the idea of how it's produced and, and mixed and everything else about it. While there are tracks that I don't like, that's the case with pretty much every album we've talked about. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, necessarily hate the stuff so it's it's well done yeah so i i just decided to flip through my my other notebook because by the way this is the first album going into my new notebook that i have here Woo. Uh, so i flip back into my other one to my one last g into hood notes and i'll know i did too <laughs> I, I, I will note for you that i don't remember things like <laughs> i I'm, I'm reading through this and I see Grave Ain't No Place and in my head I can hear the Grave Ain't No Place for a Psycho Thug Kill Us, etc. Like, I remember that. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Juggalo Anthem, I do not remember. I know the hook is there somewhere. I just don't remember what it is. Anthem like this. Juggalo's up in this bitch. Up in this bitch. Yeah, nah. Yeah, okay. But, um... <laughs> like one of Blaze's actual biggest songs. <laughs> but here's here's the thing that uh, is is kind of important to me on this Mm -hmm. i get to the song saturday afternoon (laughs) and my only note on that track was just in all caps i get it blaze because and and even let me flip back to you can't hurt me now it says really good track still just blaze and (laughs) i even had like an overall note at the very end where i said overall this is his ep again but longer yeah. I did not feel that in this album. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, sure, I zone out if I'm listening to the whole thing and some tracks just kind of glide over me and I'm like, eh, whatever. Right. But I never feel like even if I even if I've been saying this whole time that Blaze doesn't have a whole lot to say and a lot of his stuff is about the same kind of stuff, I never feel like he is just repeating himself word for word. Like I feel mm-hmm. like he has a lot in the past. Like he's like, he hangs on to the same themes a lot and stuff, but even in this, you find more diversity in the ways that he says things than I think I have ever heard from him. And it makes a big difference on this one. Like, mm-hmm. sure, I don't remember every track on here, but in my head, I can go back and immediately hear Bump This Shit, and I'm, I, I, I know that. Shotgun, mm-hmm. I can hear that fucking hook in my head. Mm-hmm. It's... And obviously too many bitches I can hear it easy. Uh, <laughs> so I mean like this is it's really memorable in mm-hmm. in certain areas, obviously. Like there are very mm-hmm. good standout tracks. It's just yeah. yeah, I don't know. I I I think he he has improved in a lot of ways. I think most of what was 
good on one less G was that like there was a lot of cool stuff going on in production on that and stuff and you know the the rock influences in it and all that stuff and having it was also just fresh at the time like yeah I don't even remember what what the hell came out around that like what was what was in, in the one less G era in two thousand and one. Who knows? Could be anything. I'm going to find it. <laughs> Cryptic Collection Volume 1. Is it around there? It's not. Maniac. It's for the Wraith. Well, obviously. There's Freak Show. I want right there Megaface. Oh, wait, no. There's there's Blazy Dead Homie, the first one. So it's somewhere after this. So, uh, I'm going to be Tales cutting a lot Lotus of silence Pod. here. Tales from the Lotus Pod was one of them. Okay. Uh, yeah, Forgotten Freshness 3. Uh, the second Riders album. Okay. Mirror Mirror was after that. So. Cryptic Collection 2. We got a lot of Twisted around this time. Yeah. But like, you know, that that sound was like all over Psychopathic at the time. Mm-hmm. This one is very different. Like. Yeah. Uh, this is this is closer For, to like Esham's album than it is to anything else on Psychopathic at the time. I would kind of argue because thanks to Fritz's production, this sounds more akin to what we had on the Green Book, with the exception of there's no fucking guitars. Yeah, and we had some of that on Green Book, but again, Fritz was definitely playing with different stuff at the time and while we do have some of the gangster style instrumental that we got from one less g to still fit with blaze moving into some of the more what you would think is a horrorcore style beat and moody and whatnot we have more of that now yeah and again it's it's a good blend i think so it's 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 interesting. And again, this is a style musically that he continues on the next album. And then the one after that is a big fucking change. So can't wait to talk about that one. Oh boy. So what are your three and one? Too many bitches. Hmm. Climbing. Hmm. one's gonna be tough uh hmm i'm gonna jump all the way back to bump this oh wow okay we only have what would i get oh you're one sorry i get rid of um i don't know man i don't know maybe uh I don't know, man. I'm just pretty ambivalent about a lot of the other tracks on here. <laughs> uh, I'll probably just further from truth, probably. Okay. Um, I will also agree with climbing. It's a good track. And my other two are totally different from you. No too many bitches, which indicates that you're incorrect. <laughs> 
You chose hey, poorly. Your opinion matters to you. Yeah. This is this one is rough for me because there's there's quite a few that I would that I really really like. I'm going with etched out. And if I fall, if 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 I could have more, too many bitches and touch of death would be on there. Um, but yeah, etched out and if I fall and climbing. If I have to get rid of one, it's going to be further from truth. That's just the meh one for me. I can't do it. Yeah. So, that was Colton Grundy. Yeah. Let us know what you guys think about this record, about Blaze's second EP. For a very simple album in terms Um, of like what it's about and stuff, it's a very complex album to get my words together to explain (laughs) yeah so uh go ahead and let us know uh, your thoughts on the album which what 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 are your thoughts about what we thought what's your your opinion opinion matters to you you. (laughs) yeah um but you can let us know on our various social media platforms we got facebook juggalo judgment we got twitter at juggalo judgment we got instagram at juggalo judgment we got email juggalo judgment at gmail.com if you want to hit us up personally, we got Twitters. At Shmeev. At Mike Spawn, the S-E-J. And if you'd like to hit me up on Instagram as well, that is at Straight Edge Juggalo. <sighs> Do you use the eight in that? No, I don't. Okay. It is actually Straight Edge Juggalo. I put that shit down before I had to get any numbers. Ooh. One and only, baby. That's me. <laughs> I do love whenever I see I, I see other profiles of people like and in their bio it says like juggalo slat and the comma and like this isn't straight edge and I'm like ah ha, 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 ha. copycats <laughs> <laughs> I was the first one damn <laughs> there's probably people who are older than me and also juggalos and also straight edge but they didn't claim the name like I did so too late <laughs> fuck them <laughs> we love you <laughs> thanks for listening <laughs> yes. But yeah, um, that's it. We're, we're, yep. We'll be back in two weeks with... Uh, oh, I know what it is now, yeah. You do? Yeah, I, I actually have this... Uh, I had this one and the next one prepared, so I can this I can is, listen to them. This is, a, I think the next one's the last one of 2004? I think. I just know who it is. <laughs> yeah. What's, we'll, 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 we'll give you a hint. Get, get your packs with, and Newports ready. It, it rhymes with Blamoxide. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we will see you then. Uh, for now, though, it's time for, for all the listeners at home and abroad. Finish your fagos. <laughs> No, I'm not talking you're still like two actual leaders left. Hey, peace. Later.